Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello. Hello, How are Nicole? you? Nicole? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing well, Em. I am doing well. We did already talk for like an hour. <laughs> that was a vent session. Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was about 40 minutes of venting and about 15 minutes of meditation so yeah <laughs> i got into some deep meditation today <laughs> i nice. was like in my head was i was awake but my body just felt like light mm-hmm. and then i didn't hear anything in the room around me and then all of a sudden i hear molly yell hi guys <laughs> like whoa <laughs> yeah well i knew that that one just ended because she's like just stay here for as long as you need but i've done that video before so i know that like then it goes to credits or whatever and then and then for some reason that website has autoplay. <laughs> yeah, I was so in the zone that I didn't even hear her say, stay in it for as long as you need. Yeah. So <laughs> I <laughs> was very internal there. Yeah. That's good, though. It was very nice. Good. Did you like doing that one a second time because you knew what to expect? Or was it just fine? It's always just fine for me. I'm always paranoid that I'm going to get hypnotized. <laughs> so I never really get into it. <laughs> I always focus on myself more so than the instructor yeah i always focus on my own breathing rather than i always try and go by like their rhythm Mm -hmm. but don't really listen to their words a whole lot we did one before was it with adrian i think it was with adrian where we were in a field somewhere i liked that one i think it was with adrian we were in a field looking across the the field at At some mountains or something yes i was in wyoming (laughs) yes i was in denver yeah looking at off into the distance at Red Rocks. Yeah. Oh, man. Goals. <laughs> so Stefan and I were watching. We're kind of like aching for a Vegas trip. And so we were watching Palm Sea last night. And <laughs> not last night. The night before. It was Friday night. And he was walking down the strip. And I was surprised at how many people actually just had their masks on walking down the strip outside. I'm like, good job, Vegas citizens. Yeah. I'm proud of the visitors there. <laughs> like, it's like, yes. Good job. Uh, however, we went up to... Our hometown yesterday mm-hmm. and walked into the little gas station and there is two signs on each of the, there's a sign on each of the two doors that says please keep our 83 year family legacy alive by biting by the mask mandate and wearing a mask when in our store please maintain or please use social distancing when appropriate thank you you went that far yes no yeah. <laughs> okay yes <laughs> um so we go in, and the amount of people that were, like, wearing masks well below their nose, like, basically on the their chin is alarming. The amount of not wearing masks, let's be real. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I'm like, that is, like, how disrespectful can you be? Like, well, you know where there's we, a we sign came on the from. door. I know, literally begging you to fucking wear a mask mm-hmm. to save their family legacy, and you're still the asshole who does not do that. Like, I was, Stefan and I just looked at each other and we're like, what in the actual Like, fuck? there is literally one business but... in town and you can't wear your goddamn mask. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really? <laughs> Makes you what the church there on Sundays looks like. I know. Probably not great. Probably very anxiety inducing. Yeah. I was laying in bed the other day, and as I was drifting off to sleep, my mind was like, thinking about the future and mm-hmm. just like Ugh, it freaked me out man when do we all decide to not wear masks like obviously the last big pandemic that we had well i guess sars but the spanish flu <laughs> let's go back that far 
Yeah, I mean, like, massive pandemic yeah, here. massive. And obviously, many people died, but, or at least Americans, I don't know about the full numbers, but people, it's it, it went back to normal at some point. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, the reason eventually... that it killed so many people is because there were no, like, real protocols. But, like, where's Woodrow that line? Wilson was not a good president. I don't care what political scientists say. <laughs> he was a bad dude. <laughs> yes, there are many references between him and mm-hmm. our former. Yes, absolutely. Especially um, because they were both presidents during a pandemic. <laughs> yes. And they both handled it terribly. Yeah. Uh, that said, but where the fuck is that line? Like, how do we decide? Exactly. Like, I got an update on my phone today that said uh, Americans should, Fauci says that Americans should wear masks in 2022, even though, you know. Hopefully, many of us will be vaccinated by then. Hopefully, most of I us. Mean, but still. Like, that's not unrealistic. Like, <laughs> when can I go to the movies again? I miss <laughs> going to the movies, man. I want to go dance my ass off at a club. I, I thought about that today when I was dri- driving through Old Town. I guess technically the last time that I was at a bar was when we were in Vegas. No, that's a lie. Because Well, hmm, I went to a brewery in... Salt Lake City, if you count that, but we were there to eat dinner, and also I had a couple drinks while we were there. It wasn't like hanging out at a bar. Mm -hmm. And when we were in Vegas, we got our drink, and then we would walk around. We weren't, like, hanging out in a bar. The last time Mm -hmm. I, like, went into a bar and hung out was when one of my coworkers was moving to Nashville before we went to Vegas. Because we... It's August of 2019. It was September. It was the week before we... Her last day was the week before (laughs) we went to Vegas. Okay. But... Still. That's wild. Yeah, we went to somewhere. Gillian's? I think it's Gillian's. Doesn't matter. We went there, and then we went over to the gay bar in town. Did not know it was Toganite. <laughs> it was very confusing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were like the only people not in Togas. We're like, um, what's happening? <laughs> we're the weird ones. Whoops. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stefan and I have gone... We went to a bar... June we went to Kells in June of last year, right after everything opened up for again for a second. Like, I think that was like the last time I was inside a bar. I've been to like patios and things, but not like actually inside a place. Mm-hmm. Crazy, so crazy. I almost went into Ross today because I got to Penzies like twenty minutes early, and then they're kind of bees about getting there early. Well, I didn't so. I could have sworn that it took, like, over half an hour to get there last time from my store. But when I pulled it up today, it said 13 minutes. And I was like, well, that's fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I got there, like, 20 minutes early. But also, I don't really have any other reasons to go outside. So I just, like, hung out in my car with the windows down because it was breezy and red. (laughs) Just waited for them to put it in the crate. Because otherwise, it's like, call them and ask if maybe they could just, like, put it in the crate because I'm already there. Or... What? There is no other option. <laughs> like, just enjoy your time in the car for a minute. Yeah. And be outside for a second. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Good job. That. And also, I'm just coming home. <laughs> I haven't been outside in so long. <laughs> right? Like, enjoy the outside. Yeah. While you can, man. Yeah, I went to Walmart yesterday because I needed new work pants. And I ordered some from ThreadUp, but I didn't realize that they were coming from Pennsylvania. <laughs> and everything is dead over there. <laughs> like, I checked... And they were still in, like, Kentucky or something. I'm like, well, I'm going to need to work pants before that. <laughs> so I went to Walmart yesterday because I needed to work pants. And I was, and then I came home. I stopped at the grocery store and then I came home. <laughs> <laughs> I was, speaking of stopping at the grocery store, you said you were going to make pizza. How was that? Oh, it was very good. And 
<laughs> okay, so it was very good. I made a fancy pizza with pesto, and I shaved a little Brussels sprout. I didn't save, shave it, I chopped it, but I chopped it thin, so it was like it was shaved, because I have a mandolin slicer on my cheese grater. Mm-hmm. But I tried that, and I was like, this is too small to do this with. I'm going to cut a finger. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I just, know exactly what you're talking about. I just about. chopped it with my knife. But it was very good. It had some a Brussels sprout. One one Brussels sprout, because it was a pita pizza, so that's as big as it is. It's one Brussels sprout. <laughs> <laughs> one Brussels sprout's worth of pita, pizza. Yes. And then just like a, a, a like a one, if you're going to slice an onion, I just like sliced one and then mm-hmm. chopped that up smaller. And some fake chicken pieces and some Parmesan. And it was very good. Oh, pets. I don't know if I said pesto, but it was pesto. And it was very good. And then I put it in the in the oven under the broiler to just like brown the cheese a little bit. And I don't often use a broiler, so I didn't think about the fact that the wax paper <laughs> was oh, flammable. Uh, well, I put it in the oven just fine all the time. Well, yes, but that's not the broiler. It's all the same parts. It's just apparently much hotter that way. Yes. So that got pretty black. Does it smell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it burned the paper. It's like half black. And then like, because of that, like it was my pizza crust was like, part of it was like way brown. I was like, okay, well, it was a little bit overcooked. Whoops. Yeah. I just ate that side first. There you go. <laughs> Say the best for last. I like it. Yeah. So speaking of things that go on pizzas, can I go? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. My first. You cannot. I'm no. going first. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we talked about. Damn, I closed. I thought you were just continuing oh, the conversation. I'm that was like, like, yes, the perfect you can speak. Segue. <laughs> Too bad you shouldn't have asked about my pizza. <laughs> uh, I didn't intend for it to go that way. But then I was like, oh, this topic can also go on a pizza. Cool. I thought you were. Just- I thought you were just going to keep talking. I'm like, yes, of course you can keep talking. Uh, okay. So, scratch that. <laughs> kind of pizza you take making tonight? Probably none. It's already 919. That's true. <laughs> we talked about so, that earlier, too. <laughs> I know. I even wrote it down, the little two on my corner of my oh, paper, but it's propped funny. underneath my laptop. I can't see it. That's funny. My eyes are real mad because I'm squinty. <laughs> My eyes are real mad because I'm squinty. <laughs> My eyes are real squinty because I'm mad. Uh, I'm fussing over here. Nice. <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself on that one. <laughs> I know. I was going to seize that opportunity to be smooth and it didn't work. No. You tried. It was I almost real smooth. <laughs> if I was going first, it would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My dumb ass forgot that. I'm not going first. <laughs> no. All right, Emily, what is your first topic? All right, Nicole, my first topic is root beer. Ooh, I like it. Yes. I do like a good root beer. Yes. Well, root beer is yet another product originally used by people of color that is now synonymous with white dads. Is it? <laughs> yes. Is it no. originally used by people of color or is it synonymous with white dads? Synonymous with white dads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Do you not think that root beer is almost exclusively a white person thing? I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I just drink it. I don't, I, I've never paid much attention. Oh, yeah. It's not very popular outside of the U.S. because it reminds everyone of toothpaste, except for us, apparently. Toothpaste? There is spearmint in the flavoring. 
I don't get that. Yeah. If you think about it and then drink it, you'll get it. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I guess maybe the finish, but mm-hmm. not toothpaste. Or no, it's, I think it has the same, there might be like a cough syrup in Europe that has like spearmint. I don't know. There's something that's like medicinal and weird to them about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So root beer was originally a sassafras root beverage made by indigenous peoples of the Americas before the arrival of Europeans. Not surprised. Yeah. The natives were very resourceful. European culinary techniques are were applied to making traditional sassafras-based beverages since the 16th century. The 1500s. So, 1500s? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's been sold in confectionery stores since the 1840s, and written recipes have been documented since the 1860s. It was possibly combined with soda in the 1850s, but the sassafras beverage that was sold in stores was sold as a syrup. So it was just the syrup part. It wasn't a ready-made drink. So you added it to something? Or you just took it for its medicinal qualities from the candy store. Okay. Yep. Its medical benefits were known to North American and Europeans, and druggists marketed it for its medicinal qualities. What were some of those, do you know? I did not look that part up. (laughs) (laughs) I would assume some sort of cough syrup. I don't know. So that's really interesting. So I would assume that because of the spearmint, it would be something soothing. Potentially. But I don't know. However, I happen to know that there is a certain stimulant drug that is derived from the sassafras root. Mm-hmm. So it almost makes me wonder, like, they give it for people and it, this specific drug makes you feel really, really good in waves. So it makes me wonder, like, there used to be, like, Cody and cough syrup and, like, they use heroin as medicine. And it almost, almost makes me wonder if they gave this to, like, people for a headache to, like, make them feel better. <laughs> like, I don't know what... Like, properties they were claiming that it had. I'm real curious about that. Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to look it up. I would. Pharmacist Charles Elmer Hires was the first to successfully market a commercial brand ready-made drink. Um, He debuted his beverage at the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition in 1876. And in 1886, he started selling his bottled beverages. Good job, guy. By 1893, the distribution was widely spread in the U.S. So, like, seven years after he started selling them originally. Took off like a rocket. Uh, his early competitors were Barks, which was a little bit different because it was a sarsaparilla-based beverage instead of sassafras. Mm. Um, and they started selling their sarsaparilla-based beverage in 1898, under the name Barks. <laughs> in 1919, Roy Allen opened a root beer stand in Lodi. Shout out <laughs> to Lodi. <laughs> and his was called A&W. And his innovation, air quotes, was that he sold his homemade root beer in frosty cold mugs. How do you, in 1919, you have a stand? How do you keep them frosty cold? In California. On ice, maybe? I don't know. I don't know either. You need a lot of ice. You would need a lot of ice. <laughs> root beer is identified by its classic foamy top. Originally, root beer was made with sassafras root bark, 
which created a natural foam. Manufacturers initially carbonated the drink to add bubbles and later added a surfactant to lower surface tension and allow the bubbles to last longer. Science. I like it. Yeah. I also don't know that I said surfactant right. You did. Okay. (laughs) I've never seen that word and I was going to look it up. Yeah. No, when I worked at the mill, we had something we called surfactant and it would, we would use it when we needed the bubbles in our hot pressurized tubes to go away. (laughs) We would add a little bit of that to the, the stream, liquid stream. And it would so make... the opposite of what it did to the root beer? Nope. The same. Well, I guess surfactant is... Hold on a second. Okay. But yes, it would make it go away. Okay. <laughs> Let me look up the definition of surfactant. But you said it right. Cool. <laughs> That's what I cared about. A substance which tends to reduce the surface tension of a liquid in which it is dissolved. That doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't tell me anything. No. Fun fact. If your root beer is foaming up, just stick a finger in there and your finger oils pop all the bubbles. Surfactants are compounds that lower the surface tension between two liquids, between a gas and a liquid, or between a liquid and a solid. Surfactants may act as detergents, wetting agents, emulsifiers, foaming agents, or dispersants. So the one I was using was a dispersant and you were using a foaming, or they were using probably like a foaming agent. Weird that it can do both right you're just saying all of the things are that i think it's just a category i don't think it's a specific like one product i think it's a type of category but nonetheless you said it right good job well i don't know what other ways there would be to say it right no it's pretty visual yes root beer just feels like childhood to me it does i have a question for you yes uh judging by your can i think i already know the answer you do not know my answer (laughs) are you a and w are you barks well that is a good question but that is not the right question. It should be, order your top five. <laughs> <laughs> because that I have thought about. I have three. Really? What are your three? Yes. Uh, my top one is Barks. My second one is the one that comes in a bottle. IBC? The same one that has like the orange cream and like the cherry vanilla. Jones? <laughs> no. It looks like an old fashioned bottle. Root beer in a bottle. A plastic bottle? No. Then I have no idea. Henry Weinhardt's. Okay. I don't even know what that is. You know. No. I'm sure. Hold on. I mean, maybe. It's not one that I've ever had. Oh, okay. Well, my third is A&W. Ooh, I was somewhere that was a brewery, but they had their own... Hard root beer? Rogue? I think it was Rogue, actually, that had root beer. I've only had Not Your Father's. Not Your Father's is also good. But the one from Rogue wasn't alcoholic. It was just regular. Oh, weird. But I forgot that they had the Not Your Father's root beer. Mm-hmm. Is that still a thing? Do they still make that? I know that that brand has been redesigned and it's very minimalist now. So it's just like a white box with the not your father's or not your mother's or whatever it is, for mm-hmm. d- depending on what it is. Have you had the, this is not about root beer. Have you had the not your mother's apple pie? No. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's sweet because it's like an apple pie soda, but with alcohol. So it's not tart like a, like a cider. cider. But it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I have not had that. Yeah. I don't know if they still make Not Your Father's. I'm sure they do. And I'm pretty sure I've seen the orange around. Probably. That was really big for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my top five. One, Barks. Two, Mug. Oh, I forgot about Mug. Yeah, you did. Maybe I only have top four. I didn't write it down because obviously I know them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go top four. So those are the ones I can think about. 
One, Barks. Two, Mug. Three, A&W. Four, Dads. Who cares? Who cares dads. about Dads? <laughs> dads is a category of its own. I don't know, man. Taste of Home did a list, like a taste test of like seven of them. And I think Dads was the number one or the number two. Really? Yeah. Of seven. Whoa. A list that also included Barks and A&W. Oh, Hires is another one. Hires is still around. Hires is the original guy, right? Apparently that's still around. I've never heard of that. <laughs> me either. Sorry, guy. Yeah, but yes. Rubier to me, feels like childhood and also f- feels like dads. <laughs> like, I don't... There's this weird trope in, like, 90s cartoons where there's an old-timey prospector and he's drinking sarsaparilla. <laughs> and like Oh, Yes. That's so it's always feels like a like an old white guy thing to me. <laughs> I don't I guess I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe because it like became popular in the 1800s, so it would make sense, but still. I don't know where that connection came from and why they told us about it so much when we were kids. Right. <laughs> I feel like that was a really like important thing for my childhood for yeah. sure. Root beer. Did you ever have the root beer like barrel hard candy? Those are trash. <laughs> They are. That's just weird mint. Yeah, it's not good. My grandma always had those at her restaurant for her customers after they were done, and I would always eat them, but I did never like them. No, they're not good. Don't give those out for <laughs> Halloween. No, those can go away. I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room, root beer floats. Yes! Uh! <laughs> root beer floats yes. are the best. Yes, they are. There's something about vanilla ice cream that just like cuts through the sharpness of the root beer that just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. But then you got to eat all the foam, like, by itself. Yeah, it's got, like, course. a little vanilla in there now. Of course. And then sometimes the ice cream gets a little icy on the outside, and it's break it apart, and it's really good. And weird. <laughs> now I want a ruby float. Ruby floats are the best. Yes, I do are. not have vanilla ice cream. I actually don't have any ice cream. I have Me either. weird super fruit acai thing in there that's really bad, and I need to just throw it away. Because I've tried several times and I can't do it. I have half of a Roman raspberry Talenti in there. Mm. But I think at this point it might be getting kind of gummy. It's been in there for like two months now. Half eaten. I don't know. You'd have to look poke at the it. Top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll poke the top and find out. But I've had it before and I think, if I recall, it doesn't last very long. Yeah. Because it's I think technically it's all gelato. natural. Yeah. Ruby is good shit. I like it. Yes. Good topic. I've actually thought about doing that before, but I never have. So I'm glad you did. I didn't even think about it until this week. And I was like, man, this is good. Because I got the A&W. The zero sugar. Okay, I got the zero sugar A&W. Yes. So we get that sometimes. Surprisingly, seems to me, in my experience with diet sodas, the most similar to a standard version. Agreed. That one's really good, too. We also like the diet barks. Mm -hmm. Diet barks is my favorite. Yeah. I don't get root beer that often, but... It just, I was at the store and it was there and I was like, oh, that actually sounds really good. We get it pretty frequently. I'd say once every two or three shopping trips, Mm -hmm. which is usually a month and a half to two months. Yeah. But it is. Good shit. My turn? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What you got, Nicole? Tell me about this pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's my favorite way to eat this specific item. Mm -hmm. And this item is jalapenos. Jalapenos, yeah. <laughs> yes. Peen, pain, same. Depending on how white you are. So, jalapeno, pino, is described as a medium-sized chili pepper. 
Uh, mature jalapeno is usually five to 10 centimeters, which is two to four inches long. And it hangs down off of a stem with a cylindrical cone shaped firm, smooth flesh that is 25 to 38 millimeters wide or an inch and a half wide. So two to four inches long by an inch, inch and a half wide, typically. Jalapenos are commonly picked and consumed while green, and if it's allowed to fully ripen, it can turn red, orange, or yellow. It takes 70 to 80 days for a plant to mature, and a single jalapeno plant produces 25 to 30 jalapeno pods. So, the jalapeno is rated 2 out of 5 on the pepper scale, and it usually varies between 3,500 and 8,000 Scoville units. So, it's considered medium heat. I think that's a pretty good, I think that's a fair analysis. Although I have had some jalapenos that are like suicide jalapenos. Like they are hot motherfuckers. Yeah, there's a restaurant here that does like a spicy macaroni and like they just like put a roasted jalapeno on top. And I've had a jalapeno that almost killed me. And I have had a jalapeno that tasted like water. (laughs) There was not, I'm like... What happened to this one? <laughs> yeah, that, that, I feel like 3,500 to 8,000 is a wide range of difference. Mm-hmm. Jalapenos were traditionally cultivated in Veracruz, Mexico for commercial consumption. And in 1999, 107,000 acres of land in Mexico was designated for jalapeno production. As of 2011, it had decreased to 101,000 acres, so down by 6,000. But while the total land total dedicated to jalapenos has decreased uh mexico has increased its volume yield per year by 1.5 percent and this is due to better irrigation use of greenhouses better equipment uh more knowledge and improved techniques all across the board so we all know the brand la castania you know that brand it's a mexican or hispanic food brand sure okay uh, I like to buy sliced jalapenos, uh, pickled jalapenos, and it comes in that brand. Um, we've also gotten like refried beans from them. Anyways, La Costeña jalapenos make up 16% of the total chili peppers that, total jalapeno chili peppers that Mexico produces, which is, they only produce 20% of their total chili peppers are jalapenos, and 16% of that 20% is jalapenos. <laughs> That's a lot. So like, of the 20% is jalapenos and the 4% is split up between the, like, habanero, the other types of chili peppers. That's wild. (laughs) Um, The U.S. imports 98% of the La Castaña brand. So 98% of that 16% of jalapeno production comes from that that brand. I feel like that's really, there's like, they're grown specifically for the U.S. (laughs) Jalapenos. However, they grow in the U.S., California, New Mexico, and Texas. Uh, they also grow in China, Peru, Spain, and India, in addition to, obviously, Mexico. They prefer warmer climates so long as they get enough water, but they are fragile and prone to overwatering. They quite frequently suffer from root rot, so they are very temperamental and very finicky plants, so they're hard to grow. Ways to eat jalapenos. Pickled jalapenos, my favorite. That's my favorite and preferred way to eat them. Uh, so on nachos, on pizzas, sometimes just straight. I ordered pizza last week and I got jalapenos on it. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. I prefer them, uh, like, added on after, but apparently that oh, really? wasn't an option. Yeah. Oh, I like mine baked. Because nah. then the extra spice comes out. Um, you can also chop them, put them in salsas or ingredients in a dish. Jalapeno poppers. That's a thing here in the U.S., I like to make mine with jalapeno, cut it in half, de-seed it, 
throw in some cream cheese, wrap it in bacon, throw it into the oven, and away we go. You're one of those. I am one of those. Some people like to deep fry them. Not my fave. That would be my preferred way to eat them. Breaded and deep fried, fried, not bacon wrapped. Uh, you can also eat them on pizza, like I mentioned. Emily mentioned also roasting them and putting them as a topper on other dishes to break apart and eat with the dish. Or just um, eating it for- by itself. I mean, you could do that too. Some people just eat like the pepper and eat it that way. Uh, so lots of different ways to utilize a jalapeno. They're good. They're tasty. A little bit hot, but not too hot, which makes them the ideal chili pepper for white people. Consumption. <laughs> for consumption. By white people. <laughs> yes. So that's all. Jalapenos are good. They are good. I, uh, sometimes if they're raw, they're too acidic for me. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just peppers in general, like even bell peppers. Sometimes if they're just by themselves, like if I'm eating them like as a snack with hummus or ranch, they're just too acidic. So I like my jalapenos usually pickled or mm-hmm. in something or baked. Yeah. Throw it on a football bar nacho. Yes. And by nacho, I mean chips with cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Delish. My favorite uh, way to, or my favorite nachos actually come from the photo center. Because they always have your little chips in one section. They have your cheese in another section. And they have your jalapenos in another section. And you can just like dip the chip in the sauce and then put the jalapeno right on the chip. It's so good. From where? The Moda Center. My, my favorite like shitty I don't know like, what that nachos. is. The Moda Center? Like the Rose Garden here oh, in Portland? Okay. I've always called it the Rose Garden. <laughs> Rose Garden, Moda Center. But yeah. There's something about a jalapeno that is so tasty. Mm-hmm. All right, Em. What's your second topic? My second topic. Yes. It is. Pesto. Yes! <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. So, the word pesto is actually the past participle of the Genoese verb pesta, which means to pound or to crush. Okay. So, similar to the word salsa. It doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> the specific thing we think it means. Right. It has a root. What? It has a root. Like, it comes from something. Sure. Never mind. Okay. Word structure, not just... Well, yeah, but salsa just means sauce when you translate it, and we think it's yeah. this dip for chips. But that's not... That's really... It could describe many things. Yes. Traditionally, pesto is crushed in a marble mortar through the circular motion of a wooden pestle. And the word pestle is actually a similar verb to pesto, but in Latin. So... <laughs> Well, basically also means crush. Uh, strictly speaking, pesto is a generic term for anything made by pounding. Uh, that is why it's used for several pestos in Italy. Pesto alla genovese. Geno- Gen- genovese. Genovese? <laughs> genovese. I thought it was genovese, but... I don't I, know. It ends with I'm an white. E, too. So it seems like I should also pronounce that E because it's not English. Yeah. And it's not usually a silent E. <laughs> pesto alla genovese, I think remains the most popular in Italy and worldwide. It's thought to have two predecessors as far back as the Roman age. Wow. Yes. Ancient Romans ate a similar paste called moritum, made by crushing garlic, salt, cheese, herbs, olive oil, and vinegar. And in the Middle Ages, or around sometime near the Middle Ages, the popular sauce in Genoa was... Agliata, which was a mash of garlic and walnuts. Just garlic and walnuts. It's like pasty. Yeah. Uh, Mostly because garlic was plentiful in Genoa at the time, apparently. Uh, The introduction of basil was a more recent 
development. It was first documented in Giovanni Battista Rato's book, La Cuciniera Genovese, in 1863. I think that's the last time I have to try to say that. So, let's see. Oh, again, 1863. Similar to root beer. Oh, look at that. Basil likely originated and was domesticated in India, but it took its firmest root in Liguria, Italy, and Provence, France. <laughs> France. Uh, only, it is only abundant when in season, however, which is why, in Rato's book, he suggests either marjoram or parsley as an alternative herb. Interesting. Yes. So depending on what time of year it is? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's the 1860s, so whatever's around... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Whatever you got. Yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what marjoram tastes like. Parsley, I would imagine, tastes pretty different from kale because they serve it on... Or not kale. <laughs> I was thinking of kale pesto. <laughs> parsley tastes not like basil. To me, a parsley is a little minty, mm-hmm. but also a little savory. I mean, it's um, mostly used as a garnish now. Yeah. You sprinkle it on the top of your dish when it's done. Yeah. I have had it. I eat a lot of um, like Greek food and stuff like that. And they use a lot of it in that. Or like Mediterranean style cooking. And there's a restaurant here in town. It's called Nicholas. And they put it, a bunch of it on top of their hummus. And it's it's a very minty, very savory, very rich herb. It's weird. But it is very different than basil. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. In 1944, the New York Times mentioned an imported canned pesto paste. And in 1946, Sunset Magazine published a pesto recipe. But pesto was not widely popular in North America until the 80s and 90s. So very recent. Very recent. Pesto is my sauce of choice. The problem is... Unless you are at a strictly vegan restaurant, you're not going to be able to get pesto <laughs> because of the Parmesan. Yes. But it is always in it. my favorite. It's so good. It's so good. I put it on my pizza yesterday. Have you ever had a pesto lasagna? I have not. It's so good. We had an Ital- Italian exchange student one year and one of her friends came over for Christmas or something from Italy, like another exchange student who was in a different, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> I was barely there <laughs> mentally. Um, <laughs> right. Barely alive at that point. Yeah. But she made a pesto lasagna and it was so good. I imagine that to be fabulous. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned kale pesto. And New Seasons here sometimes has like a kale pesto orzo salad that's pretty good. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have some bitchin' sauce in my fridge. And right now I have the chipotle because I know I like that one, but they also make a pesto one and I need to try that. Is that like a dressing or? It's like, it's not pasty like hummus. It's thin, Mm -hmm. but it's almonds instead of chickpea. Okay. It's real good. Sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. It is. Pesto is just the, I, I don't know what it is about like marinara and stuff. It's fine. We just ate a lot of spaghetti when I was a kid. It's just super dense too. I feel like pesto is a little bit brighter, a little bit... It's just different. Different than typical American fare. It's also delicious. (laughs) Yes. I do like a grilled chicken pesto 
Oh, yeah, you put that bad boy on a sandwich? Yeah, so good. I used to work at a my first job when I moved to L.A. I worked at a grocery store for like three weeks before I got a better <laughs> job. But they had this sandwich, and it was like ciabatta bread, right? And it was like some just like spring mix or whatever, lettuce, salad mix that they put on there. And tomato and some like thick slices of mozzarella and then pesto. Ooh. Oh my god, it was so good. So good. Yeah. And you get, it's oily, so you get that crusty bread and it soaks in there. Oh my god, it's so good. That sounds fabulous. Yeah. I do. Starbucks has a chicken pesto sandwich of some sort that is actually also really good. They have a chicken pesto sandwich? Mm-hmm. I've had the tomato mozzarella one that has pesto on it. There's that one, but they also have one that has meat and I'm pretty sure that it's chicken. Or maybe it's, maybe it's turkey. Maybe it's turkey and pesto. I think it's turkey and pesto. Anyways, it's really good. I do like that also. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yes. I am ordering from Maud this week for our company event. Mm -hmm. And everyone's getting their own individual pizza. And several people chose pesto for their sauce. And I was like, oh, you guys are geniuses. Look at you. Yeah. You know what you're doing. pesto pizza, so good. So good. I mean, I love red sauce on pizza. Obviously, pizza's great. But you have pesto on there. You have fancy on it. And they offer artichokes, too, which I'm like, oh, God, maybe I want to change my order. I've never eaten an artichoke. It's good. So good. I thought there was artichokes in the spin dip at Alfie's. Oh, I mean, I guess maybe I've had an artichoke in spinach dip, but I don't consider that eating an artichoke. I'm eating the dip. The <laughs> that dip just happens it. to have an artichoke <laughs> in it. But pesto is fucking delicious. So good. Hmm? Huh. Sometimes Stefan will make bow tie pasta with pesto and sun-dried tomatoes and chicken and mushrooms and it's fabulous yes farfalla is my second choice of pasta yes not that that has anything to do with pesto but you said bow tie so <laughs> it holds on to the pesto sauce well because it like gets in the little crevices and yeah. my number one pasta is penne and then farfalla see i like farfalla we usually do farfalla and then shells and then spaghetti is what we usually have in here i never do spaghetti i get fettuccine noodles sometimes but Ooh. never just a spaghetti noodle. Don't get me started with angel hair. <laughs> What's the <laughs> point of that? It's barely a noodle. It's barely a noodle. It always falls through the colander. <laughs> get so angry. Okay. My what turn. is your second topic, Nicole? Okay. So, Emily, you sent me a package this week. Uh, I was hoping that we were all going to talk about food the whole time. <laughs> oh, we were real close. No, I know. But... My topic this week is getting a package or getting mail. Oh my god, I love getting mail. That's what I mean. Like, it's the best <laughs> thing. Yeah. It just makes me so happy. So, Emily sent me a package this week. I did. Uh, something super kick-ass, actually. Um, she sent me a Vogue knitting book magazine from the spring and summer of 1960. It's older than my mother. <laughs> Not mine. Um, what? Not mine. It's older <laughs> yeah. than my brother, which is something. That is something. <laughs> but it's older than my mother. It's kick-ass. It's very cool. Um, she told me that it was coming a couple weeks ago. Well, it was. In my defense, it was coming from Canada, and then every the hell froze over, basically. So <laughs> It's been on its way. Yeah. Uh, but she told me a couple weeks ago. And so I've literally been checking the mail, like, religiously <laughs> every day, to the point where Stefan's like, what are you looking for? <laughs> like, what is this mysterious package i'm like i don't fucking know i just know that emily sent me something okay i'm looking for a package i don't know but it'll have my name on it (laughs) so 
I got to thinking, I was like, why do I like it so much? Oh, it's so good. It's just so fun. <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me of Pavlov's dogs a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he only had one dog, but yeah. The, I mean, the one he trained, yes. <laughs> but like, that whole experiment, like, it spikes your serotonin, makes you happy, and then... Is that what you're taking away t- from Pavlov's dog? <laughs> Well, no, there's a whole lot (laughs) more to go with that. But it just kind of reminds me of that. Just that little, like, spark of happiness and then, like, goes away. But, like, it got me thinking. Like, you told me, like, two weeks ago that this thing was coming. So I was, like, basically, like, the dog, like, salivating for the last two weeks. (laughs) What's my package going to get here? Yeah. And then it arrived on the same day I ordered a package for myself. So it was, like, the best mail day. (laughs) My mom and sister have also sent me a lot of cards and different various packages uh, in the mail. Always just makes me feel so good. Like someone, and I think maybe because mailing something, especially nowadays, takes someone's time and effort. And like, there's a lot to be said for that. Like someone took the time out of their day to like either buy you something or pick you out something. Or, and then in some cases they went to the post office and mail it themselves. Like, and depending on where you live, you might still have to stand in line to do that. Yes. And then pay for it. Like, yeah. it's just so sweet. I, I always personally just use the kiosk because it's fast and everyone else is standing in line. And why would I do that? But. <laughs> right. I, I still had to go there, even though it's next door to my apartment. <laughs> it still takes time. Like, yeah. You took time out of your own life to do that. And there's only so much time in a day. Yeah. So it always makes me so thankful that someone thought of me. Um, I've got a lot of cool gifts over the years, actually. So this Vogue mag being one of them. Yeah. Um, oh. Did you say why I sent you that? Or just that I sent you that? Oh, I think just that you sent me that. Okay. Uh, the reason she sent me that is because I have decided to take up knitting. And she told me now I can knit like an old grandma. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. I think it was so cute. <laughs> so this Vogue Mac is super kick-ass. My mom for Halloween sent Stefan and I, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, a little Halloween Reese's pumpkins and some suckers and like a little Halloween card. It was just super cute. Like... And so sweet. Just my cousin and I, when, yeah, like when my cousin and I, when we were young, I think maybe like fifth or sixth grade, we would write letters to each other. She lived in South Dakota and I lived out here in Washington. And <laughs> that's like how we kept in contact. And I always looked forward to just opening up the mailbox and seeing something there for me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I like it. So I wanted to just, first of all, uh, talk about that. And then also just say thank you. Uh, that was a super cool gift. You're welcome. It randomly just was like, suggested to me like when i was scrolling through pinterest it was just on my like main feed <laughs> i was like oh that's cool so I, like i clicked on it and then i was like oh this is a viable thing you're not just showing me a picture of a magazine <laughs> <laughs> it was way cool yeah. the person who owned the shop uh bitchin kitchen kitchen i think her name is laura i think right i did not click through. i like clicked on her account but i didn't yeah, I checked her on Facebook and she commented on it and was like, she's glad, I'm glad I went to a good home. And then she started following me. So I followed her back. Oh, nice. So she's listening. Hey. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey. Thanks, man. I did go to a good home. So yeah, basically uh, just getting packaged, getting a mail uh, from a friend or if you ordered something, it's always just like a nice like delayed gratification or surprise. And I just like it. So I want to talk about it. Yeah. Even if it's something that you know what it is it's like that the whole like christmas thing like you get to open a package it's for me (laughs) yeah i ordered new mouthpieces for my camelback water bottle a couple weeks ago and i was just so excited like they're for me (laughs) i got them delivered at work 
Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, I got a package? Like, <laughs> personally? That's cool. Nice. I love it. Yeah. The way I use Instagram, like, we're really focused on, like, being a community for each other. Mm-hmm. And so we often have, like, like, I have so many addresses. And I get Christmas card. Well, we didn't really do it this year because everything. But, <laughs> like, you know, we'll set up, chaos. like, Secret Santa or just, like, random hey, it's let's do, like, a mail swap thing, and then you just, like, you know, basically draw names through a website that does it for you, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it's fun. Like, I never met most of these people in real life, but, like, we're always there for each other, and <laughs> we, like, send each other little nice gifts. <laughs> like, thanks for my cute ice cream pen. <laughs> oh, so cute, right? Oh, that's where I got this pen that I use, too, to write with. And, like, stickers <laughs> and just, like, cute stuff. I love that. Yeah. So fun. And I think now that, like, Amazon's a thing, USPS isn't necessarily as clogged up with their bullshit. No, so, but also that means that they're not getting as much business. And business. also support yes. the mail system, please. Did you know that you can buy USPS merch? Go to their website and support them. You can get a sweatshirt yes. with a letter on it or something. I don't know. They have, like, a mascot. I did, didn't know that. Uh, but, and yes, I need to get some gear. But that's what I was going to say. Like, the USPS shipping has gotten faster because they're not so inundated with all the Amazon bullshit since it, Amazon's got their own shipping now. Uh, so it, you do a couple of things. One, you support them. And two, your stuff gets there just as fast as it would if you ordered it through Amazon. Yes. So And also, one of my friends in Vegas uh, does deliver mail. And, like, sometimes it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, whenever I say suck. something about the mail on Instagram, she's like, oh, thanks for checking your mail. It makes it a lot easier on us. Because some people just, like, don't check their mail if they're not expecting something. That's that's wild to me. I yeah. always check my mail. Mm-hmm. I'm a daily, I do, daily like, mail checker. We don't get, like, and we get, like, the regular, like, coupon circulars. And then, like, if someone has a bill or if we ordered something. So I'll check, like, every couple of days. But, yeah. I just habitually check yeah yeah that's all getting packaged and mail items are fun also if you're like at home and it's the summer and you know like when your mail gets there maybe put a couple gatorades or something in the freezer and like yeah leave them out like hey those are for you have a good day give your nice things for give your, your mail, mail carrier some cookies for christmas like do the nice they things. do the people's work and get nothing for it so they get the shit end of the stick i'll yeah. tell you that I'll tell you that. I was very happy when they canceled mail service the Saturday it snowed here. I was like, good, good job, guys. Good for them. Get an extra day. And it was even better because it turned their two-day weekend, because they don't usually work on Sundays, two-day weekend into, or their one-day weekend into a three-day weekend, because Monday was a holiday. It was President's Day, so they didn't work. And then they got Saturday off, too. So they got three days off. And I know our mail carrier at work was super stoked about that. He's like, I got three days off. That never <laughs> happens. I'm like, yes. Go, Tom. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, back at the beginning of the pandemic, <laughs> I don't want to complain about the mail carriers because, like, they're doing what they can. But there was, like, several days one week that my mailbox was just left open. And I'm like, okay, but, like, <laughs> I am expecting a package. So if you could not leave my mailbox wide open because they're just out on the street, like, that would be cool. That would be awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's really funny. The mail carrier for our area... They're, like you said, sometimes people don't check their mailbox, but in the case of our building, 
there are tenants who are condo building, so sometimes tenants rent and don't get the mail key right away. Mm-hmm. And so, like, during the pandemic, it's gotten worse. And sometimes the mail carriers will be like, empty your box, and then the person will write back, I don't have my key! And they'll be like, okay, I'm giving you two weeks from this date to get your key. And then the person will be like, thank you! I've seen that, like, happen, like, three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> They're just people. They have senses of humor too. For the most part. Um, I've had some rude mail post office workers. <laughs> not yeah, Not mail as in man but i was gonna say mail carriers but they weren't carrying mail they were at the post office so i don't know exactly what their position is but one guy threw a pen at the window when i asked him for a pen so what an ass yeah fuck off yeah Yeah, no i uh i have noticed that the workers that work at the actual post office at the desk generally are not the friendliest well i also Uh, get it like you're the one they who's also there deal dealing with, with people. the people all day and like listening to the yeah. same fucking songs on the radio forever. But but like, I mean, I get, I also have days where customers suck, but yeah, try not to let that seep into dealing with other customers. Not gonna throw a pen at the window. I'll put yeah. it that way. But yeah, that's all I've got there. Yes, getting mail is the best. Makes me happy. So thanks for making me happy and sending me something this week. I used to love checking the mail when I was a kid. We had like a we were in a house, so it was like a regular mailbox. <laughs> Yes. The mailbox my dad put in when we were a kid uh, is still there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I see it every time I go up to my mom's house. I'm like, oh, there's that mailbox. We did, We had to, after we moved to Washington, we had to replace our mailbox because it's the mountains and someone was playing mailbox baseball. So. Yep. <laughs> that happens frequently in that area. Yeah. All right, friend. I think I'm going to go do my fingernails, use some color street. Oh. Now that we're okay. about wrapped up. <laughs> go for it. I'm gonna. Cool. Got anything more? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. On that note, uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at YesDudePodcast. Let us know what the coolest packages you've received lately are, whether from someone else or something you bought yourself. Give us a like and a review or leave us a comment, depending on where you're listening. Uh, we are on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. We look forward to hearing with you. Hearing with you. <laughs> hearing from you. Uh, reach out, talk with us, and Thanks for listening. We will talk to you. Not talk. We're talking. Yes, talk. We're talking. We're talking to you. Yes, that's the thing. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.